Censors, podcast consumers, welcome to episode 53 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It to the Wall, hosted by me, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. I said at the top of the video, video feed, I'm losing my voice a little bit. I'll explain a little more of that as we get into the episode, uh, and it's actually a good reason. Uh, but of course, we always kick things off with our social plugs. You can keep up with us during episodes, after episodes, before episodes, whenever you so please. And you can do that in multiple locations. One of those would be facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. That's right, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. That's our official Facebook page. Going to keep you up to date on all new episodes and all kinds of great stuff happening in the world of go tell it to the wall. And of course, uh, YouTube. Head on over to YouTube, search Go Tell It To The Wall, subscribe to our channel. That's where you're going to find all of our video feeds. Our video feeds go up there after the fact. Uh, lots of other great videos on there. Uh, not everything that gets posted to Facebook. So you definitely, if, especially if you enjoy the video stuff, video side of Go Tell It To The Wall, make sure you're subscribed to our channel on YouTube. Just search Go Tell It To The Wall and make sure you click that subscribe button. Uh, and of course, my own personal Instagram which is at SoCalSean, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N. Again, at SoCalSean on the Instagram right there. Not all of that content, as I always say, uh, is related to Go Tell to the Wall, but lots of great content on there if you're an Instagram user. You're going to get some Go Tell to the Wall, uh, some of my own personal stuff, and there's definitely some photos that are going up over the next couple days pertaining to my activities from yesterday, which we'll get into. Uh, and of course... More importantly than those things, or all-encompassing of those things, would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's your official website for everything having to do with Go Tell to the Wall, Common Sense Sundays, Mental Health Mondays, and, of course, me, your favorite podcast host, Sean O'Rourke. And you're going to find links to those platforms that I just mentioned, so if you just remember that one, that'd be the one to remember and click the little symbols. And if you can't figure out what symbols, they just click along and you can get through each one and you can subscribe and follow and do the things and, uh, you know, get involved and, and stay up to date. And of course, you're also going to find a link to our Patreon campaign right on there. Please, please help us out financially if you have the means to do so and you see fit to do so. Uh, and if you don't support us, make sure you support uh, another broadcaster, musician, artist, lots and lots of talented people on Patreon. Uh, and if you have the means to do it, please support them because that's uh, that's a great way to support artists, musicians, broadcasters that you love. Uh, and don't forget our merch website. You link directly there from SeanOrourkeLive.com. All kinds of common sense merch right there on that website. Pick up a t-shirt, sweatshirt, coffee mug, all kinds of great stuff uh, right there on your, well, linked from SeanOrourkeLive.com. It's a separate site. But you link. You just, that's why I don't give the URL. I just say go to the, and you click the merch link and it takes you straight to the merch site so that you can pick up your your go tell to the wall merch uh yeah we are we are back after a week off uh last weekend was my anniversary uh again happy anniversary to my beautiful wife diana uh took a week off to to celebrate sometimes you got to do those things you take a week off <laughs> for sometimes there's good reasons Sometimes there's schedule conflicts, uh, and, and then sometimes there's very important reasons, uh, like spending some extra time with my family uh, on the weekend of, of my anniversary, uh, as well as a happy belated an belated anniversary to Chris and Bridget, uh, our on-air producers, who, who have supported the show from the beginning and, and do so much to help keep things in line. Uh, we do, as I've mentioned before, share a wedding anniversary. All right, I did mention my voice is not 100%. We're going to get into that shortly. Uh, again, it's for a good reason, so just bear with me. I know I might sound a little bit different today, and it's funny because and you, you can probably figure out why my hearing is not at 100%. So even, I'm sounding even funkier to myself probably than I am to you because uh, getting back in the swing of things yesterday, and, and we're going to talk about that obviously as the episode moves along. But before we get there, we want to talk about some digital trends. That's right, some stuff trending around the digital platforms. Uh, over the past week or so, past day or so, past month, sometimes it's just some stuff I like to make up. Maybe we'll have a contest, and and I'm going to start making up hashtags, and then whoever 
like can can identify the the completely like made up ha- I mean anyone can make up a hashtag I realize that but if you can figure out the completely made up hashtag that doesn't even hasn't even been trending on on any social platform maybe that'll be something we'll do uh, I will tell you all of these are actually trending this week no no fake ones this week uh, so of course as we get into those yesterday this was actually yesterday uh, but yesterday because of course all these days have to have a hashtag yesterday was hashtag National Tequila Day. Of course, I, this one I feel like is probably not a date. If you're going to have a National Tequila Day, it's got to always be a Saturday. Uh, me, personally, I avoid the tequila. I will, I, you will occasionally find me having a a uh, margarita in the correct circumstance. Uh, I don't drink a lot of mixed drinks in general. If I'm sitting on a beach, I'm more likely to have a pina colada. Uh, but occasionally, you'll catch me having a margarita if the if the timing is right. However, I learned my lesson many, many, many years ago regarding tequila, and I want to share that personal story with you before we move on through digital trends. So this was, I can't even remember what year it was. I was in film school, I can tell you that, uh, and uh, I believe I was working at California Pizza Kitchen at the same time, working part-time there, because I think I had just gotten off work or something. I would work the, the earlier shifts there and, and go to school at night a lot of times. Uh, came home, lived in an apartment building not far from where I went to film school. Uh, and also not far from an El Torito. And a couple of my neighbors were like, hey, it's, you know, it's Cinco de Mayo. We're going to head over to El Torito and just grab a couple margaritas. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, I'd like, I'd, I had some cash in my pocket. I must have gotten tipped out that day, whatever. And I was like, cool, I'll go, I'll go have like two margaritas with, with you guys. So we walk over to El Torito. And I have a margarita. I have another margarita. Uh, thankfully, ended up eating like a burrito or something. But, I mean, nothing against El Torito. Not the best Mexican food you can find out there. Uh, ended up having another margarita, maybe another margarita. Quite a few margaritas on this fine Cinco de Mayo years ago. Uh, and of course, uh, I end up on the patio of El Torito, where there's a bunch of people hanging out. And I'm not talking like 100 people. We're, you know, we're talking like 10 to 20 people hanging out on the patio. I'm so deep into my margaritas and my tequila that I decide to buy a round of drinks for the entire patio at El Torito. This is El Torito and Tarzana right there on Ventura Boulevard, if you're familiar with, uh, which I think is gone now, but if you're familiar with, with uh, the Valley and, and Ventura Boulevard, fairly busy area. I buy drinks for the entire patio. Didn't really, f- I kind of, I, I remember it happening in the moment, but I'd had a little too much to drink to the point where I was quite hung over that night. Walked, I don't know, we walked home, I don't know, that must have been a long walk, because I only vaguely remember the walk home. Uh, but I wake up the next morning, pull a receipt out of my pocket, and went, oh, yep, nope, I didn't imagine that. I did buy an entire patio at El Torito on Cinco de Mayo, a round of drinks. And, of course, as a poor, poor <laughs> film student at the time, uh, not the best decision I'd ever made. So ever since then, I do avoid the tequila uh, pretty much as much as possible, uh, save an occasional, occasional margarita. I always tell people, you know, because they'll offer, you want to do some shots? No, (laughs) no shots of tequila for me unless you want to see me dancing on this table because that usually gets me into some trouble. Uh, So so enjoy, or I hope you did enjoy, hashtag National Tequila Day. Uh, I know a lot of people that do enjoy tequila. I'm just not one of them. Uh, Not that I don't enjoy it. I think it's more of I enjoy it a little too much, tequila. I think everyone has a liquor that they... I don't want to say changes your personality, but makes you a little more extra, as the kids these days say. And uh, and that was one for me, without a doubt. Uh, hashtag only one prince. This is another hashtag that's trending right now. Uh, now and this isn't like, uh, you know, a, 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 a prince, like the Saudi crown prince or uh, prince, uh, prince Charles or, or Prince William or any of those. No, no, this is pertaining to the, the amazing... Uh, and, and unfortunately now deceased uh, musician, Prince. And so people started this hashtag, hashtag only one Prince, uh, asking if you could only have one Prince song, what would that song be? Uh, the debate on Twitter is actually quite enjoyable. And as you know, uh, you should know, because everybody knows Prince. And everybody, it's, it's hard to not like Prince. I think I, in my entire life I've never met anyone that didn't like Prince, at least a few of the songs, but... Very large song catalog from Prince. So I think people were having trouble with this. Uh, but of course, I immediately 
have hands down my favorite Prince song, uh, and that would be Let's Go Crazy, because I, I do love Prince. I, I enjoy listening to Prince very much so, uh, but I will say, as soon as Let's Go Crazy comes on, uh, I am definitely dancing and singing along. So in my opinion, uh, it can only be Let's Go Crazy, but there are so many good songs out there. Uh, so interject with your your favorite Prince songs. Uh, what What's the only Prince song that you would want to have? Uh, for me, it was pretty easy, but I could see that being being very difficult uh, for a lot of people. Uh, hashtag fake space rocket facts. That's right. Hashtag fake space rocket facts. I didn't even see what other people were sharing. I saw this hashtag trending, and immediately, immediately, I went to uh, Jeff Bezos uh, and, and his whatever the hell that rocket was called. Uh, we may as well call it the, the phallic rocket. Uh, so my fake, hashtag fake space rocket fact is you need a phallic shape to actually get into outer space. Now, obviously, that's not true because I can't recall ever seeing another phall- phallically. Is that even a word? Fa- another phallic-shaped uh, rocket heading into space. Uh, but leave it up to, to the guy that looks like Dr. Evil. See, I was going to say, I've never seen one in reality. I've seen it in a movie, as we all have. Uh, you know, if you were, of, especially if you were of a certain age at the time, uh, late 90s, early whatever, Austin Powers. And Jeff Bezos looks a little bit too much like Dr. Evil. So it was fitting. And I part of me does wonder if he was just trolling everybody. Like, what's the deal there? Was Because you had to know. I have sat through a lot of design meetings over my marketing career. And uh, things like that don't get don't get past all of the approval process processes a lot. Uh, however, we, we had one here, or we just have the guy trolling everyone. Or again, much like fireworks, large explosions, uh, maybe he is compensating. You never know. Uh, hashtag I'm vaxxed are you. This one is really catching fire uh, on the social platforms. Um, I, have said, I have said my fair share here. And I'm probably going to say it two or three more times throughout this episode. And I'm going to continue to say it. Uh, just, just get vaccinated. It's science and it's safe. And it's getting ridiculous now. Uh, because we're seeing so much of it, and we're seeing these surges, which we're going to talk a little bit about once we get to COVID updates. I'm so sick of COVID updates, but we're still continuing them. Uh, we're getting these surges, and it's just getting ridiculous. And the other thing is you cannot, you, I, there's a lot of people that are just not going to be convinced uh, to get the vaccine. Uh, and plenty of those people would never have been convinced in the first place. Uh, but we also have a lot of news outlets out there, uh, politicians and, and people of, of note, you know, that, that pe- others listen to, uh, saying that the, the vaccines are unsafe and, and whatnot. So it's getting it's getting a little ridiculous. And I would just say follow the science. Uh, I would not personally get into an argument with anybody uh, that, that doesn't want to get vaccinated. I'd prefer you not be around me, especially now with this little Delta variant going crazy everywhere. Uh, but just just trust the science. Don't waste your breath getting too involved in these arguments, but but anyone out there, if you're having hesitations, just just trust the science. We don't have polio anymore in in, in this world because of vaccinations. <laughs> it's it's amazing how that works. And especially in our country, where we're so developed, and yet we're still being ravaged by this this horrible pandemic and COVID and now this Delta variant and like I said last week or last episode, we're gonna get get to the the Zeta variant. They're gonna have to like double Alpha variant. Yes, <laughs> I feel like it's just gonna be never ending. So trust the science out there. Uh, and I don't think. And let me just throw this in there now too, because a lot of people are invoking HIPAA. I am keenly aware of HIPAA, having gone through uh, a lot of issues with mental illness. And healthcare was mental illness. I'm keenly aware, not that I'm an expert on it, but I'm aware of it. This, none of this falls under HIPAA. You, you can be asked if you're vaccinated. You don't have to answer. But in a lot of cases, people have the right to know if you've been vaccinated, if they're going to interact with you. It's kind of the same as you just, we all know that everyone's vaccinated against polio because polio doesn't exist anymore. So it, it's kind of similar in that respect. So anybody out anybody out there invoking HIPAA, stop. 
If, if you don't want to share your status, that's fine. Just say, you know, I, it's, it's a personal matter. I don't want to share it this time. But don't, don't, be, don't come across as ignorant and invoke something that has nothing to do with the situation. Nothing at all. Your, your, your rights aren't being violated because someone asks you if you've been vaccinated. It's amazing how that's working. Uh, I'm just really getting COVID updates. We're moving on to COVID updates. I know we kind of organically moved into it, but here we are. I'm really getting sick of this segment. It feels like it gets better and then it gets worse. It gets better and then it gets worse. And then it gets better. And right now it's worse again. It's amazing watching the numbers. Uh, even here in California, where for the most part, we've done very well. We've had issues, but the, we're talking a humongous population in the state. Especially, I live in Los Angeles, so... I believe the most populous city in the state, uh, if not, it's the second most behind San Francisco. I'm, I, I, these are not facts that I have off the top of my head. I just know that I live in a very populated city. Uh, I can tell this just by getting out on the freeway. I was driving some freeways yesterday, which we'll get into uh, shortly here. Uh, but just be smart and follow the science. Again, that's all you can do. That's all you can do. And do your best to protect yourselves and your family. I would be a little less concerned if I didn't have a, a young child at home. Who, who is who cannot be vaccinated yet it's 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 the least you can do is to get a shot uh, and now politicians are making a, a, a plea for vaccinations uh, and these a lot of these are the politicians uh, and even even news personalities who were either flat out denying covid or spreading lies about how the vaccine is unsafe and not good for you and blah 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 and we don't need to get into all these things. You, you know this is happening out there, unless you've been living under a rock. You know this has been happening. But now we have some of those same people uh, that are, because they're, they're realizing how bad it is and how we're not going to get out of this until people actually get vaccinated. We have some of those same people saying that you should go out and get vaccinated. It's been real this whole time. It was never fake. It was never a hoax. None of this. No, the the entire world didn't get in on a conspiracy here, uh, just to mess with 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 your haircuts, and, and your movie theater going experience, your shows, your concerts. Jesus Christ, <laughs> that that's what it, that's what it's been for me. That's stuff for my four year old, not able to do things. So the hypocrisy is rampant there even more, uh, and we can see some organizations are really clamping down on this. Uh, one of those being the NFL the National Football League, uh, they sent out a memo this past week saying players will be held accountable uh, for games being canceled. So without getting too deep into like the sports side of this, uh, last season we had, you see, you see football games are played on Thursdays, professional football games, Thursdays, one on Thursday, Sunday, tons of games, and one on Monday. Well, we were having like Tuesday and Wednesday games because COVID issues were forcing games to be postponed well the NFL has said we're not going to do that anymore if it can't be easily postponed it's going to be a forfeit and players are going to lose their paychecks mean and also pointing out that the unvaccinated players who have contributed to a spread within a team are going to be held responsible for those missed paychecks and this has of course spawned a huge debate online uh, and we've had a lot of professional athletes come out and say they do not want to get vaccinated, and they will not get vaccinated. And they're upset that they're going to be held accountable, but here's here's the thing. Uh, you work for this organization. You work for the National Football League. You play for, You work for a team that is under the umbrella of the National Football League. They have every right to do this. So complain all you want, but they have every right to do it. And some coaches have actually been fired already. Uh, I know the New England Patriots fired a coach, and I believe the Minnesota Vikings have already fired both coaches, uh, not head coaches, for those of you familiar with the game, uh, you know, not the, the, the coach in charge, but they, there's a ton of coaches for every football team. It's, it's amazing. Each position gets coached and, and everything else. And uh, So coaches, kind of lower-ranking coaches, have been fired from teams because of their refusal to get the vaccine. These teams don't want to deal with that issue. They don't want to deal with missing games and paychecks and everything else. Uh, and I can't blame him for it. You can't. I don't think anyone out there can blame him for Even That's the thing. Even if you don't trust the vaccine, you grew up in an, a completely anti-vax family situation, whatever it is, uh, you, you, you can't be upset that these organizations are doing things along these lines. They're trying to protect their own teams and their own employees and their own, their own as, as terrible as it, it seems it sounds to say, 
they want to protect their revenue. And we're not just talking about uh, wealthy professional athletes. We're talking about if games get canceled, you're talking about security guards, vendors, ticket checkers, all these guys. They are also going to miss paychecks. So of course it makes sense that the NFL would do something like this. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. Just be smart. And ho I'm hoping soon we're going to get rid of this COVID update segment. Jesus Christ. Over a year of it. Over a year. All right, moving on to some mental health. Uh, I have found myself, and I've talked about this being an, an a, a extroverted introvert, which is very much uh, kind of where I fall on, on that spectrum of things, is, is as an ex extroverted introvert. Because I'm an introvert at heart, but I do come off as extroverted. I'm sure a lot of people I was talking with yesterday and last night were like, oh, you're not an introvert. Nope, you, but you don't know. You there, there's, there's different levels of that. But even for me, uh, it's been so long. Like at first, I, I, I was very comfortable with the pandemic. I was like, I got my wife and kid. I'm good. I can, I can be at home. I gotta, I'm fortunate enough to have a, a not a huge house. <laughs> not a huge house at all. I live in Los Angeles. You, can, you have to be a billionaire to have a huge house here in Los Angeles, especially where I live. But I have a good-sized house, good-sized yard, uh, you know. And uh, when the pandemic started, I had a little pool for my kids. She was swimming. Now we've got a bigger pool. It's, you know. But even I have hit a point now where I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm overdoing, I'm done, and I need to be out a little bit. As much of, as much of an extroverted introvert as I am, I have, I have definitely hit my point. Um but I'm also making sure not to be overwhelmed because I have things have started opening up. I drove across the country. There is a balance there. So again, protect your own mental health, uh, but, no, but know that if things are starting to get to you, it's because it's been a year and a half of this. It's been a year and a half for a lot of people close to it of, of, of pandemic and dealing with this. Now, a lot of people out there have done nothing differently. They just continue living their lives. But for a lot of us, uh, we, we've been dealing with this for a while. Uh, and I would say balance your stress versus being out in public as well. This is this is gauging your own comfort level. Um, and again, I mentioned this before. Don't give in to others if, if, it, if it makes you uncomfortable. Even if you need that, pace yourself out there. I have horrible social anxiety. And in certain situations, I'm just, I, I'm like, nope, I can't handle this. Other situations, even... With more people even, which I'm going to get into, I'm a little more comfortable. So pay attention to your own health and your own body. And don't give in to others if it's too much. You never have to. Uh, and for me, a huge boost to my mental health happened yesterday, last night, uh, down there in Costa Mesa at the Commissary Lounge. Not only Commissary Lounge, but Gunwale Ales. G-U-N, whale, like the whale in the ocean. Gunwale Ales. Cool little brewery down there in Costa Mesa. Uh, wasn't a huge fan of the drive to Costa Mesa, but well worth it. So I got back to my first show for the first, first actual concert show in uh, 17 months, almost 18 months. I hadn't been to a show since February 2020, early, early February 2020. Finally got back to a show. Uh, had the privilege of seeing uh, Chaser along with a few more bands. We're going to talk about it in entertainment news. Uh, but it, for me, it made me actually feel a little more normal. Now, normal. Please don't take offense at that word. No, nobody. As normal as I can feel, I guess, because uh, I don't know what normal really is for me. I don't know what normal is for this show, other than me yelling at a wall. Uh, but it was it was nice to to get back into to my element. Uh, and it was funny because he, a lot of times I get out in social situations and I come home and I'm just a bit of a wreck because I've either exhausted myself you know, mentally and, and physically just over being around people. Uh, and I, and I constantly overanalyze. That's part of, uh, my obsessive compulsive disorder and my obsessive anxiety disorder, uh, is definitely falls into, to that and, and overthinking and overanalyzing every little thing. I found myself not doing that last night. Uh, in fact, I was up late, I was out later than I've been in probably close to two years because uh, the show ended at like midnight in Costa Mesa. And for those of you not familiar with Los Angeles, I, it took me a little over an hour to get down there uh, and, and like a little over 45 minutes to get home. It's not close. It's a bit of a drive. For, you know, at that time of night, it's it's a quick drive home, but still, it's a bit of a distance for me. Um, and that that was actually wild. On a side note, 
I haven't really been driving. You know, I drove an RV across the country and back uh, after not having driven for, for close to a year and a half, you know, however long it was. Um, and I hadn't really driven a, I still hadn't really driven a car. I drove the RV. Uh, you know, I've jumped in my car once or twice just to kind of, you know, run a quick errand. Uh, but it had been so long, I get out on the freeway and it's, we have a little, we have a little Subaru Crosstrek. And it was wild. I, like, I wasn't. And I wasn't like speeding and going crazy, but I felt like I was in Mario Kart. This little, like, tiny little all-wheel drive after driving uh, an RV for three weeks straight. Uh, it was kind of, it was kind of funky and kind of wild. And I, so as much as I didn't want to drive far, I actually enjoyed being in a a uh, smaller car for the first time in a in a long time. And uh, again, we're going to talk more about that when we get to uh, to entertainment news because I got some shout-outs here. I've even got my chaser hat here sitting on the desk. Uh, I was going to, that's the thing, is it, it's more comfortable wearing the hats backwards with the headphones, so if I would have worn the Chaser hat for this particular episode, you wouldn't have known it was Chaser, so we got it sitting there, and then I got some Chaser stickers that are going to go on the wall uh, when I get a moment to update the sticker wall over here. All right, parenting, oh, dealing with four-year-old tantrums. Uh, we've had quite a few of these lately. I don't say like daily, but we've had quite a few. We had one today. My kid just decided to, to throw a... Uh, we call it round cheese, but, you know, it's like a baby bell type cheese. She was upset. She, she threw it on the ground in the kitchen. Complete tantrum. And it took it took like a good half an hour uh, to calm her down. For those of you that have kids or, you know, have kids that age or, you know, even older, you've been through this. Like, yeah, that's part of part of having a, a, a toddler, a, uh, a, a, you know, getting close to pre or preschool age, really, at this point. Uh, but it's all part of the process. And it And this is... Even at four, where they can talk and explain things a little better to you, this is still their way of expressing feelings. So I have to constantly remind myself that. My wife and I, like we remind each other, like, no, it's okay. She is, this is how she is dealing with certain things. Uh, and it's funny, I'll tell you, I don't, Google is a blessing for, I mean, any kind of search engine is a blessing for parents nowadays. And even the groups on Facebook, and you know, parenting groups on Facebook. Uh, shout out to Punk Rock Dads. There's a they got a big shout out from Chaser last night. Mike up there on stage. Uh, that's one of that's the one I belong to. My my wife's in some yes these questions or even just googling stuff, and you realize like oh no this is very typical uh, for for a child this age. And in fact, one that's come up recently with my four year old is she said she wants to be a baby again. She wants a crib because she's got a toddler bed, you know, small bed. It's a uh, she wants she wants her crib back. She wants toys. There you go, marketing. That's my marketing mind right there. Uh, toys to chew on are just choice. No, no, nobody, nobody's going to use that word. It's probably why I'm not in marketing anymore. <laughs> no, I'm still quite good at it. I just have other things to take care of. Uh, so and, and chewing things, etc., baby toys, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and apparently, this is very common. Which I was like, holy shit, like, is my kid, this this one was new to me when it came up recently. I was like, oh my god, okay, is there something, like, not wrong with my, but do, is this something more deep-seated that we need to to deal with and, and figure out why she's expressing these feelings? Uh, so thank God for Google, because I actually looked this up. And apparently it's a very common thing. So if you have a kid that's going through this, uh, it is it is really them looking for comfort they feel they feel when they were a baby they were being comforted uh, so it's most likely they're just going through something developmentally uh, maybe they're or overwhelmed which I think is what's happening with my kid uh, she's a little bit overwhelmed at some things and just wants to go back to the simplicity of being a baby uh, which of course she can't do you know she cannot do that right now but I, I part of me actually understands because some some days I wake up and I just want to be a baby, <laughs> you know. So when you think about it like that, it actually makes complete sense. Uh, but thank God for Google. And the other thing is, it can be, uh, which is not the situation. I'm not making any. This is definitely not an announcement of any kind. Uh, it can also be a situation like if you have a f a f you know three, four, five, even six year old at home, uh, and and your significant other is pregnant, or you know that they know there's a, a new baby on the way. That could also be a reason for it uh, as well. That's uh, that's not the reason in our house. It is it is her feeling overwhelmed and, and wanting to be comforted. Uh, but keep those things in mind. And again, again shout out to Google. It's, re and it's really not Google. It's just any search engine. 
because you just type these things in. Like, what? Why does my four-year-old want to be a baby again? And you're like, oh, well, this there's actual reasoning, and they've done studies. It, it's amazing how I we we de- <laughs> we definitely don't have it easy. Because that's the thing is with knowledge uh, comes extra things you have to do. And we're just I was talking talking to some friends about this uh, just yesterday, actually. Uh, some friends that have two two kids younger than mine, and like car seats and everything else, and like I think I was out of a car seat pretty early. All, all kids were. It was very common, you you know. And and nowadays you get you got like fourteen year olds in car seats. Like I'm exaggerating, but I'm not exaggerating that much. <laughs> you parents out there know, like no, yeah, no, you gotta have extra harnesses for it's it's not not as simple as just like yeah, throw them in there with a seatbelt. We're rolling around in like the back of a uh, a station wagon, you know, like yeah, the back of a truck, yeah. We don't do those things anymore, so we have a lot more stuff at our disposal. But and also now that we have that knowledge, I mean, we all survived. I'm not saying we go back to throwing kids in the back of trucks, but that's what that's what the knowledge gives us. All right, common sense. I've just got a couple things here. Uh, this one, I must say, I I am. So happy to to report on, to talk about, to mention. Because whenever something comes uh, somewhat full circle or gets a resolution, uh, especially when it's something I have literally been talking about since the beginning of Go Tell It to the Wall. Uh, and one, one of those things in particular would be the Cleveland baseball team. Uh, they still currently have a, 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 an offensive nickname, mascot, uh, for their team. But they did announce this previous week. And we knew this was going to change. They were working on a new name uh, to use. So I, I, I've mentioned this before. Uh, but we have officially gotten a new name. And like I said, the Cleveland baseball team was in the World Series in 2016 uh, when we first started Go Tell It to the Wall. I've literally been talking about this this team name situation since the very beginning of Go Tell It to the Wall. Fans that have listened from the beginning uh, can can attest to that. Uh, so I love it when things come full circle. Now, instead of being the Cleveland offensive uh, nickname mascot, uh, they're going to be called the Guardians. They're going to be called the Guardians. It, it seems confusing, but apparently, uh, which was not something I was aware of, but once I read, took two seconds to read an article, I was like, oh, they have these giant statues on this bridge that leads to the stadium, and they call them Guardians. Cool. And I had this conversation... Uh, with someone else recently, I can't even remember who I was talking to, and they're like, "It's such a strange team name." And it's like, we got two baseball teams named after colors of socks. We're just—they've just been around since any of us before any of us have been alive, most likely. The Red Sox have been the Red Sox since like 1906 or something. Like most most people that were around are no longer around, so we're just used to it. So it is jarring when you hear a new a different name, but. They're named after colored of colors of clothing. So, so guardian, like no guardians works. It fits into the the locale of the baseball team. Uh, so finally, after after all these years, good on you, Cleveland baseball team, for getting that change. Uh, let's see if they go back and uh, and completely re-edit made the the movie Major League. That's not happening. Uh, that would be pretty quite the undertaking though. Uh, and of course, Ted Cruz has to tweet about this. Uh, and and I'm not using this offensively. Uh, he said, in response to them changing the team name, he said, what does everyone have against Indians? And I was like, you, you realize we're not talking about people from India, right? Indians are people from India, not the offensive team name that the Cleveland baseball team had. So it's, it's like, really? The guy, the guy just finds a way to sound dumber almost on a daily basis. It's, it's, it's still amazing to me, Ted Cruz. Uh, it's the gift that keeps on giving when it comes to uh, to common sense here. That's for damn sure. I mean, keep doing you, Ted. <laughs> That's my favorite thing too. His, his real name, his his real name or his birth name or whatever is Raphael, and it's like you. But you changed your name, and your name wasn't offensive. I, it's it's amazing how how dumb that guy is. Uh, and before we move on to entertainment news, Jeff Bezos and space, as I mentioned in the digital trends there. Uh, yeah, he went to space. And I see, I've seen so many debates, and I'm not getting in it, into any debates. If you listen to Go Tell Us the Wall or Common Sense Sundays, you know where I fall on this. It is your own money. You can use it how you see fit. But what's more important, 
uh, 10 minutes in, in not even real space or, or maybe paying your employees a fair wage or even letting them unionize for the love of God. Like This, this is a guy that won't even let his, his employees unionize. So it is his money. I, I'm not, I'm not going to argue with anybody on that, but let's just think about is that the best way to spend your money? I'm not going to tell someone how to spend their money. But no good is coming of this. It's not like a research project going up there. It's like, no, it's just some rich white dude flying into not even outer space. And here's the other thing that, that a point that was brought up this week that made total sense to me. <laughs> and I, I don't need straws. Like I, but we can't have plastic straws anymore because of the environment. And, and I get it's fine. I'm all for protecting the environment. Uh, the amount of jet fuel that was burned for him to go into space for 10 minutes, some multi-billionaire asshole for him to go into space for 10 minutes, uh, is much worse for the environment than some people using some plastic straws. It is, in fact, not good uh, for the atmosphere. It's just a bunch of pollution in the atmosphere. Uh, again, not for research purposes, but for some rich asshole uh, to fly into space and then jump off of his phallic-shaped uh, rocket wearing a cowboy hat because that's what you do. Which I'm pretty sure the guy is not was never even a cowboy. Like, and that's what always blows my mind. <laughs> like, wear a cowboy hat. If you want to wear a cowboy hat, wear a cowboy hat. But suddenly, like, you go to space and you, you turned into a cowboy? Are you a space cowboy? I, I don't know. I just, I don't get these things. You have to go to space to be able to change your style? Like, there's there's nothing wrong with wearing a cowboy hat, but doesn't sound like, yeehaw! Like, what? Where'd you... Oh, okay, Jeff. I mean, I always say do you, but this whole situation just little... It throws me off a little bit. <laughs> and, and damn your plastic, you know... No plastic straws, no, you got a reusable bags. And again, I'm all for these things, but then some asshole can destroy our atmosphere just for, so he can say that he went into not even space. Didn't even go to space, just, just went into the outer atmosphere. I'm not a space person, but I know what, for a fact, didn't go into like space the way astronauts do. We didn't go up to the international space. Yeah, no, just like orbiting. It's a whole, yeah, eh, whatever. Science is not my strong suit. I went to film school. I have trouble even picking out constellations, let alone knowing where the hell, like, the barrier is of space and, and all that stuff. All right, entertainment news. I'm going to get through a couple of these things, and my voice is holding up, shockingly. Uh, but as as I mentioned, my voice and hearing are not at 100%, as they never are after a show, uh, but especially after a year and a half off from shows. It was definitely an adjustment. I had my earplugs in for part of the time, and then I forgot to put him back in for the, the the headliner of the show. I was like, okay, all right, well, all right. So, so my hearing's definitely off as well. Uh, but the Olympics kicked off this week, just a couple days ago, actually. Um, I'm just not feeling it personally. I'm usually a very big Olympic fan, uh, but even watching the opening ceremonies, empty stadium, everything, and it, I understand why they're doing it. There's a lot of money attached, and and I'm. Very happy for a lot of these athletes that this is their one shot at, at Olympic glory. They worked their whole lives for it and everything else. Uh, it's just very hard for me to get into it this year. Uh, seeing the empty stadiums um, and just knowing what a lot of the world is going through, and especially there in Japan, these are the Tokyo Olympics, uh, Japan is not doing well when it comes to COVID. They they are on the, the, uh, the worst end of, of countries overall um, as far as numbers go and, and COVID infections. So it's really hard for me to get behind this. Uh, and I've also, I, I, I've realized over the past couple of days that part of that is the U.S. arrogance. You know, you get you have a lot of national pride when it comes to the Olympics. I do, I do myself, even like World Cup, international events, sporting events in general, where, where it's, you know, competing against each other. Um, and I know this is a way for a lot of other countries. We just had the Euro Cup in soccer and a lot, a lot of nationalism there. I get it. Uh, but we as a country... And especially some of our athletes have a lot of arrogance behind them. <laughs> and it's it's kind of amazing when in other countries the news is, holy shit, our athlete got a bronze medal and this is fantastic. Let's celebrate the hell out of them. Here in the U.S., uh, the men's Olympic basketball team loses their first game and it, that's all you hear about. And it's like, so we're hearing about how terrible the basketball team is? We're not hearing about how good the other teams are? The U.S. arrogance. And this happened with the gymnastics team. They had their 
the the qualifying rounds or whatever to then make it to the finals. And I think they, you know, some countries don't make it on to the finals. U.S. instead of qualifying number one, they qualified number two, and it was a huge story. They're they're still going to the finals. They can still win a gold medal. Like we're already freaking out. Uh, and same with the basketball team. We're already freaking out, and it's not even like they haven't won the gold medal yet. They the arrogance is astounding. It really is. And I think some because I haven't been following it. I think something's happened with skateboarding because Nigel Houston was supposed to win a gold medal in one of the skateboarding competitions. He did not. So everyone's like, oh, skateboarding's terrible. Let me let you in on a secret, wall fans and common sensors. Uh, people from other countries, they can also be good at things. We tend to forget that here in the United States, uh, but they can also be good at things. If you need help remembering that, look at the U.S. men's soccer team. Terrible compared to most other countries. Not most other countries. Terrible compared to a lot of other countries. The U.S. men's soccer team does not win a lot. The women do. The men do not. All right. I watched that Loki show. You know, Loki. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, which I, I also enjoyed. I, WandaVision was tough for me because I was, I was mainly confused the whole time. And I think if I went back and watched WandaVision and just appreciated the dialogue and the characters and everything else, maybe I, I will appreciate it more because that, that was how I was with uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon and Winter Soldier or whatever. And with Loki, um, I I, I kind of just put it aside and I was like, I don't need to fully understand what the hell's going on here. And when I did, I really enjoyed it. Uh, but then as I look back on it and trying to catch up with this whole multiverse thing that's happening in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, it just makes my head hurt. It really does. I know a lot of people are very into this stuff. And if you have the time or really, I think a lot of what it comes down to is that's what you're really into. You know, you're really into the Marvel comics and everything else, so you know all these things, and you're probably you you see a character, and you're like, "That's all, oh, oh my gosh, that's such and such," and I'm like, "Oh, I have no idea who that is." And that's just me. Once in a while, I'm like, I kind of remember that from when I was a kid. I don't think I have the bandwidth uh, for all of this Loki multiverse stuff. I would like to, and I'm still gonna watch it and enjoy it for the character development, the dialogue, and all the writing. Um, so, you know, uh, from a, uh, cinema, I guess cin cinematic, it's, it's a show, but from a cinematic standpoint, it's, it was quite beautiful. It, it was very, very well done. And the characters were very, very well written characters, but it makes my head hurt when I try to think of what, <laughs> what's coming next and all this other stuff. And then there's this stuff, they're tying WandaVision into the end of Loki, like the end of WandaVision. It's like, it's too much. It's too much for me personally. Again, nothing wrong with it if you, if you have the bandwidth to, to do it. I just, I don't. I barely have the bandwidth to, to deal with four-year-old tantrums and get here, get in here and yell at a wall. So that's that's what I spend my extra time doing. Hello, Megatour. Kicked off yesterday. Finally. <laughs> I'm, uh, when I actually go to Hello, Mega here in Los Angeles, I'm going to be like a week short of two years since I bought all these tickets uh, for my wife, myself, and... Uh, and some friends of mine, and we'll all be going. Uh, but it did kick off successfully yesterday in Dallas, but actually in Arlington, which is, they're right next to, you know, it's kind of like, I don't even know what to, <laughs> for those of you familiar with my area, it's kind of like, oh, it's Eagle Rock, no, it's Highland Park, it's like, we're right next to each other. Uh, but that's where the stadium is, there's actually in Arlington. Pack Stadium, lots of emotions, I was, I was seeing lots of posts and groups uh, where people got emotional. Even even the interrupters had a couple of nice posts on social platforms where uh, they were so happy to get back to it. Uh, but I will say I'm a little apprehensive because it was a packed stadium. I'm hoping it stays safe. Uh, and again, get vaccinated so that uh, and and mask up, get vaccinated, social distance, so I can actually go to this damn thing on September 3rd. I've got oh, more than a month until mine actually comes up. So there's gonna be a lot of shows between. Uh, yesterday's show and, and my show, uh, my mine, yes, it's mine, the one I'm going to here in Los Angeles, so, so please just be smart. All right, got to give it a huge shout-out. I mentioned it, Chaser. They played their album release party last night. They actually released their album in April. I've been listening to it ever since April, not every day. I'm, well, sometimes, depends on my mood. Uh, fantastic album, which I believe I've mentioned on the podcast before. Uh, but after a year and a half, 
And it was actually literally a year and a half uh, since Chaser had played their last show. It's, I wasn't quite at a year and a half of, of not seeing a show. Although, really, pretty damn close to a year and a half. Uh, but it was... Big shout out to Chaser. Because you wouldn't have thought it's been a year and a half since they've played a show. They either did some fantastic rehearsing. Uh, or just in general are great musicians and didn't miss a beat. Uh, so shout out to all four of those guys. Uh, Mike, who I'd call a, a a friend at this point, we've we've connected on the social platforms, and it was great seeing him in person. You know, getting to to talk to him and hand him some go tell to the wall stickers, all that good stuff. Uh, they were absolutely awesome live. Highly, highly recommended. If you're in Southern California, uh, depending where you are in Southern California, they are playing Big Bear uh, in August. They're playing at the Cave, uh, so go so go check that out. I'm hoping to be there. I'm not positive on that one yet, but I am hoping to be there to see Chaser along with some others. Uh, the emotions running through my head were, were quite high as well. Uh, that's why my hearing and my voice are not at 100%. I was back to, to, to singing along and yelling and jumping around and being entirely too close to speakers. Masked up for a good amount of it, but uh, the good thing was getting back to a small show in a big warehouse, n- not a ton of people, so I was able to distance myself, was outside for, for certain parts of it, like the pre-party and everything else, and uh, uh, so that did come in handy. And it was great to see uh, friends that I've made uh, most notably, Tom, Tom and Angie, both huge fans of the show uh, and patrons of the show. Getting to meet them in person was another thing. Among others, uh, Adam, Jen, Mike, like I said, from Chaser, uh, lots of others that I've connected with over the past year and a half and got to actually spend time with. So the emotions were running uh, quite high. I wasn't, I wasn't like tearing up. I'll be, I, I mean, you know me. I'd be honest if I was tearing up, but I just, I think after the show, we were all in the same place. We were just like, holy shit, we needed this. Everyone I talked to was like, oh, we needed this. And it was so nice uh, to go up to the band afterwards. You guys killed it. Great set. You know, that's what I love about smaller shows, and it was it was just fantastic to get back to it. And also a huge shout-out to Strike 12, uh, Fourth in Line, and The Line, uh, who, who were the three bands also playing the Chaser uh, record release party. I'll be honest, I didn't catch as much of The Line. I had to, I had to eat at some point. Uh, long drive down there, and... and uh, um, so I, I, I saw the first two bands and, and only caught part of the line because they had a, they had a pretty good pretty good uh, Mexican food truck outside of the venue between uh, the the uh, gun whale gun gun whale I, I want to call it bear whale and that's <laughs> for my for my burner friends uh, I I get bear whaleia stuck in my head it's a village made of of, of uh, camp I camped with the village I camped in uh, when I was going to actively going to Burning Man uh, but gun whale ales. Right there, between and great Mexican food outside tables. So I went and did that. Didn't catch as much of the line, but all four of those bands did a fantastic job. Um, and the only thing was that try. <laughs> oh, I just I was looking at the like the you know the Google Maps drive length time early in the day, and it's like an hour and fifteen minutes, and then it would go to an hour and five, and then it's an hour and twenty, and I'm like, what what's going? And car accidents and stuff. I I live in Northeast LA. For those of you not familiar with Southern California, I live northeast of, of just just northeast of downtown. You can see see parts of downtown from from my my back balcony, uh, and and Costa Mesa is is orange. It's not deep Orange County, but it is it is south of Long Beach and Huntington Beach, uh, so it's a little bit down there. Uh, however, well 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 worth the drive. Uh, although I was I haven't been out that late in. A couple years. I'm not usually. I'm not even usually out that late when I when we were going to shows because that one was quite the drive. Um, usually the Huntington shows are a little bit earlier and stuff like that. And Alex's bar, even Alex's bar. I feel like those. I don't know. It's maybe it's just been so long since I've been out that late. But I get home at like 1:30 and I'm just like stare. At, I'm gonna stare at this wall for a little while because I'm still like hyped up. Just got done driving, you know. And so uh, I'm going off not a lot of sleep right now, but that's okay. Uh, but again, huge, huge shout out to Chaser. Make sure you check them out. Uh, their newest album is fantastic. I got a hat. I got a t-shirt. We'll have a t-shirt on the podcast. Uh, but those of you <laughs> that know me, and I al- always mention it, uh, even I wash things before I wear them. So I would have loved to have my Chaser shirt on today, the day after the show. Uh, but I, whenever I get something new, I, it gets washed first. Everything gets washed. And not hats. I can't wash a, I don't wash hats, but shirts and pants and everything. I, do you, there's nothing wrong with it, but people that just open a pack of socks and start wearing them, I'm like, I'm going to wash those bad boys. And it, 
a lot of times with a pack of socks, it's not open. You know, no one's been trying them on, but still for me, I'm like, eh, throw it in the laundry. Uh, I mean, there's been some epic, like, three, four-day spans, weekends, where we go to, like, three or four shows, and I'm washing, like, five new t-shirts, because one of those shows was a festival, and picking up, you know, uh, concert tees and festival tees and band tees and everything else. So that Chaser t-shirt will be on the podcast uh, coming up very soon, but we got the hat right there in the background. So make sure you're checking out Chaser. Love them. Great guys. Great music. So much fun live. Um, and, and... There's obviously some bias there because it's been a while, but I think even if I'd been going to shows, because this is my first time seeing Chaser live, uh, even if I'd been going to shows throughout this whole time, I still would have been like, nope, they killed it. And I would have told them, which I did last night, um, because a couple of them were like, well, I was, you know, because they've been out of it for a year and a half. Was it great? Was it good? It was like, yeah, no, you got, you, you did it. That was, we're back at it now. Let's just keep it safe. Uh, and one more thing I'll leave you with before we wrap up episode 53. Uh, as you can see, if you're watching the video, if you're not watching the video, you can't see this, uh, but go, go go to the video and check it out. I am wearing uh, my my most recent Basists Against Racist shirt. Uh, it's the one that says Love Over Hate, and it's uh, it's the, the Basist for uh, Rise Against. Uh, and just a quick reminder, I think this was the June one. I can't keep track because I've got like four of them now. Uh, but a quick reminder, you have less than a week left to pick up the newest Basist Against Racist design. Uh, through Chaos merch designed by uh, Paul Smith of Zombie Teeth Clothing uh, and and in conjunction with Lynn of Bad Cop, Bad Cop. Uh, but you order it straight through Chaos merch, money going to Black Lives Matter. If you're in Europe, I know we have a lot, we have listeners that are over across the pond. Uh, you get it through T-Mom, I believe, and I believe that money goes to a different charity. But you can you just follow Bases Against Racists on Instagram and Facebook uh, and pick up uh, your the, the latest design which is Eloise from the Linda Lindas, uh, who were rec- who came to fame playing in a library, uh, and then were, were soon after signed to Fat Records. So pick that up. We've got less than a week. Get your July design. I've actually got to order mine this week because I got I got to have that one. I've got a young daughter at home. Like I've got to <laughs> I've got to have the bases against racists from the the younger all female band. Got to have it. Got to have it. All right, that's gonna do it. I'm gonna go uh, rest my voice in my ears. Maybe take a little nap, get a little more of my, uh, always looks like coffee. It's just water in this mug. I I, I would tell you, straight vodka. No, no. <laughs> I'm still quite tired. Uh, and in fact, I picked up some takeaway uh, pint cans from Gunwale Ales. I'm going to enjoy, enjoy myself one of those uh, a little later tonight. Uh, but all that being said, that is going to do it for us. Uh, for episode 53 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell to the Wall, hosted by me, your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. Uh, YouTube, head over to YouTube, search go tell to the wall and subscribe to our channel. Of course, my own personal Instagram, which is at SoCalSean. Uh, and most importantly would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com, which will link you to all those things I just mentioned, uh, as well as give you a link to our Patreon page and our merch website. And that's going to do it. All done. Nothing left. This is like a Ferris Bueller. You're still here? No, I can't do that. I'm not talented. I can't, I'm not talented enough to act. Uh, but like I said, that's going to do it for episode 53. Uh, and until next time, we will be back next week. Same wall place, same wall time. And until then, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, remember, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, and especially no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense. <laughs>